Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Lizzie, no, how are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. We so, just had a great time recording. Yeah. It was so cool to have you here in Memphis at the Diddy TV studios today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You came all the way from New York, right? I did. And that's where you're living? Yes. I live in Queens. Are you from there? Yeah. Um, born in the Bronx, raised in Jersey. Stay pretty close. <laughs> raised in Jersey, huh? Yes. What, what was that like? It was suburban. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to talk any smack about my hometown. You know, not a ton going on. I mean, you know, there's a good amount going on in Princeton. That's but, where you were, Princeton, New yeah, Jersey. But yeah, New York is like, never sleeps. Yeah. So but what was your, you know, ra- you know, being raised in New Jersey, what was it like? What were you doing? It was great. Lots of trees. Uh-huh. Um, lots of being outside. Lots of playing instruments and singing in choir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I saw that you even played violin at like a really young oh, age. Oh, that's true. You yeah, I was one of those little, like, tiny babies that has the violin when they're like three years old and can barely form a word. <laughs> My parents tried that out on me. I, I think I got to like twinkle, twinkle, little star maybe. and just Yeah, I went, I went out. pretty deep into the Suzuki program and then I was like a burnout by uh-huh. the age of 10. <laughs> so you weren't like a prodigy? No, I think I was good enough. Uh-huh. Um, one time I asked my mom, like when I was playing violin as like a little toddler, did I look like I was having fun? <laughs> and she kind of hesitated. She was like, I don't know if I would say you looked like you were having fun. You seemed to know what you were doing, but... I don't know about fun. Yeah. But like harp and guitar are more fun. Yeah. It's interesting to grow up and ask your parents questions about what you were like back then, trying yeah. to piece things together. I know, like what was I into? Like, yeah. The only conclusion I have is like I was just as weird then as I <laughs> am now, uh, still living that out. <laughs> what, what classification of weird are you? There's I mean, different types, right? I know. I, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty straight laced okay. weird. Like fun mom energy is what I like to bring to the table. <laughs> fun mom energy. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. So when you're in New York now and you're playing music, where's, uh, where are you playing at? And what kind of music world are you a part of up there? Yeah, there's like a really great DIY scene that I think Bartiz is my guitar player is a little more into. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just played a show the other night, kind of an acoustic setup at Rockwood Music Hall. Okay. Um, we love playing Mercury Lounge. There's like a lot of great folk and Americana bands, mm-hmm. um, both based in New York and that come and tour through. So there's just like always someone to see, um, always a show to go to. You could kind of like 
have a full-time job, just like seeing all the bands you love yeah. in New York. Was, was the folk and Americana scene your natural inclination? Yeah. Um, somehow that's kind of just what I gra gravitated towards mm -hmm. um, since high school. I played in an all-girl band at my high school, and it was like mostly Dixie Chicks uh -huh. and Brandi Carlisle and Tracy Chapman covers. Um, so that's like we kind of got into the singer-songwriter thing. Yeah. And that's what launched this whole this whole thing. And you still listen to that music, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. A big year for Brandi Carlisle. Oh my gosh, I've loved her forever. And I'm, I just feel so proud of her as though she's a close friend. Yeah. But she's actually a superstar. <laughs> well, maybe she could be a friend. Someday, Brandi, yeah. if you're out there, I want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, saying that kind of thing, putting it out there is good to do. Yes, we have to like, we have to manifest our dreams. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like that, right? You like that stuff. Yeah, I'm a little woo-woo. Yeah. A lot of songs about the Zodiac. Yeah. And my spiritual world. So, so what are you? I'm a Scorpio. Okay. So how would you assess the Scorpio and your traits? Oh, my gosh. How much time do you have? Uh, a few I minutes. I feel like Scorpio, <laughs> Scorpios are like, we, we're really deep and we also like to think we're deep. We're always like digging for dirt. Mm -hmm. We're like under the earth trying to find the deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. um, and it can get us in trouble because we can be vengeful. Okay. Watch out. Okay. In this interview, I should watch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like There's stay. At, like ahead. I want you to be comfortable and like we're having fun, but like don't cross me because <laughs> I'll never forget. I guess I won't <laughs> ask my next my next question. I'll save <laughs> that one. No, I'm just kidding. I think that's accurate. I have friends that are Scorpios. Yeah. What's your sign? Uh, cancer. Oh, great. Water signs. Uh huh. So much feeling. I I always vibe with cancers. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, do you I, cry a lot? No, but um, you can tell me. I love water. I mean, yeah. the Mississippi River is right outside the door pretty yeah. much, and I love that, and uh, definitely am drawn to water in general. People say, would you rather die, you know, burning to death or drowning to drowning. death? Definitely drowning definitely. to death. So just, you know, simple just things in life you got to figure just out. Just keeping it light and conversational. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I'm that never going to die, so I, yeah, I'm not going to answer. Is that the plan? Yeah. You might not be wrong. I mean, I feel like the way the technology is going right now, we yeah. may be a generation that sees, uh, you know, some kind of miracle drug or something. And I eat a lot of kale. Like, I have high hopes. So you're healthy. Yeah. I feel like at least, like, 150, 175, like, I'm, I'm here for a long time. That's great. That's the plan. I hope that is true. <laughs> I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Definitely. Um, so that, yeah, like you said, some of these uh, astrological themes come up in your music. Yeah. Uh, themes of nature. These things totally. have been mentioned already. Uh, where do you write your songs? In a, in a busy New York City, these songs are very you know, relaxed and yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I do a lot of like voice memos humming to myself while I walk. I love mm -hmm. walking everywhere. Um, and New York and P Princeton both are like really cool places to walk. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, like if I'm just getting from A to B, I'll have my headphones in and I'll be like that wacky person on the street, like humming into their phone. Um, and then <laughs> I'll go back later and kind of decode every, all the little weird notes I've made Yeah. Um, when I have some quiet time. What kind of headphones do you use? I use my crappy earbuds. Like I have some, I have some nice studio headphones that mm -hmm. I sometimes bring out when I want the full, like I'm in my own world experience. Right. But I use, you know, your usual iPhone, like yeah. with the microphone. I'm just interested because I, I see people walk in with the ones that go over the head. Oh yeah, sometimes I do that. And that seems to be like a style statement at times for people who are walking down the yeah. street. It's sort of also like, don't talk to me. It's a symbol I, of, It's perfect. leave me alone, you know? I do love to put out like a, I'm friendly, but like, don't come near me. Yeah. Like, I'll be nice, but like, don't talk to me at all. So you're not <laughs> one of those people that when you're walking down the street, you feel like you have to say, 
hello to each person or make eye contact. Or, Not at all. Because in Memphis, yeah. it's sort of like that. There aren't I that know. many people walking around. So you kind of, you walk by somebody, you're like, hey, what's happening? But I'll try to adapt. Mm -hmm. But New York has hardened me deeply. Okay. I try to have my subway face on at all times. Like, do not come near me. Yeah. I haven't mastered that yet. I haven't spent enough time up there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Talk to enough weird people and then you'll get there. But the gears are turning up here and you're yeah. thinking a lot. And totally. And I write songs in my sleep too. Like sometimes I'll, you know, you wake up and like yeah. try to keep a legal pad by the bed to like write it down. Those are like the kooky melodies. Mm -hmm. um, really melodic stuff comes subconsciously. Do you co-write with anyone or is it just sort of all from you? No, I feel like it, it's too tender. Mm -hmm. And I can almost like, it's really hard for me to actually share songs when they're in progress. Like I feel so protective of anything that I've made until I feel like it's polished and ready to share. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the hardest part is just like bringing it to the band. Um, Cause they're like players I really respect. And you want to bring them, like, the best. Yeah. You want to bring them something that's going to be worthy of playing and developing. Um, so, yeah, I try to, like, really edit and re-edit and rewrite um, and shift and change everything before I share it with anyone. That makes sense. And the lyrics seem to be really key. I mean, oh, thanks. they're yeah. not just, like, lost in the background or anything like that. I mean... We do try to put that to the forefront and, like, sometimes to a fault. Because sometimes I like to play fast and mm -hmm. squeeze in a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, so something's got to give, usually. Yeah. Well, people are enjoying it. I mean, Thank you. your fan base yeah. is growing rapidly, right? We're having a great time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It seems like um, you've gotten a, getting a lot of placement on different Spotify playlists and things like yeah, that. Thank goodness. Yeah. It keeps the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I know you've released one uh, full-length album. Yes. Hard uh, one. Yeah. Tell me about that album. That um, was an album that took like years to write, like as most first albums mm -hmm. do. Um, and I feel like it's really an album about work and just like struggle and walking up a mountain, you know, like all of the things that are hardest to do, like apologize, you know, yeah. pay your bills, like those basic things that like you have to learn how to do if you're going to be a functioning grown up. Like, yeah. how do I be there for someone? How do I take care of myself? Um, how do I say I'm sorry when I need to? A lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the next one I think will be maybe a little more spicy. Like you tell me when it's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's in the works though. Yeah, it's all recorded and oh. we are mixing it now. Um, and we're, we're big perfectionists, so we're gonna take our time with it, but it should be out soon. Um, and it's gonna be kind of all about ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that a big thing? Yeah, I mean, you you know, Everything from self-pity to total, like, obnoxious pride and everything in between. It's, like, mm -hmm. this, the album about the self for me. Where are you working at it on the album? So my drummer, Nick Rapley, um, who we just saw playing, has a studio in Flatbush. Um, so we've recorded everything mm -hmm. kind of as a band, and he's mixing it, and we're going back and forth and editing it together. Cool. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, in New York City, um, I know there are some, like you mentioned, a uh, good indie folk scene mm -hmm. and everything going yeah. on. Who are some bands that you're into right now or, you know, sharing shows Ooh. with and that kind of stuff? Um, that's a great question. Let's think. Who have I played with recently? Well, I have one buddy who I'm a great fan of, mm -hmm. um, who I haven't, who I sang on a record of his, um, but we haven't played live together, Anthony Diamato. He's one of my favorite yeah. um, folk pals in New York. He's good. Um, 
who else is local that we've played with? A friend that um, has a record coming out out of Philly is Liz Delise, and I'm a huge okay. fan of hers. Um, she's an out. incredible songwriter. Um, and someone I should definitely plug whose album I'm like obsessed with uh, um, is my guitar player, Bartiz. Yeah. He plays as Bartiz Strange, and it's like, it's a mix of like indie folk and R&B influences. He's like, a mad genius. What's his story? Tell me about him a little bit. He, you know what, it's like I learn a new fact every day. Yeah. Like he's a man of mystery, but he's originally from the UK, grew up in Oklahoma, and has just like the most bananas, broad range of influences. Um, and I've lived in New York for a few years, and like for the first couple of years, people kept telling me like, there's this guy, like another black guy that's like into folk music, like you guys should link up. And yeah. then like years later, we met through Friends of Friends and just totally bonded. Um, yeah, and he's been super crucial to my sound. A minute ago, he and I, I mean, we just met, and we immediately started talking music, and I think the band Pavement came up, and oh, he's totally. like, I love them, and yeah. all this, you know, so he's a, you know, wide range of interests, like you mentioned. Completely. That's really cool. So it's good that you found some people that are like-minded oh, yeah, that you can work with and get along with. So what are your plans for 2019? I mean, you got the record coming out. Yeah. You're going to be touring? Yeah, so... Um, got a record coming out we're kind of still in our tour planning but we're going to be on the road a bit doing some midwest stuff um i'm actually heading out to phoenix in may to play with the chamber group there okay um so we're going to be we're going to be out and about what's uh, the chamber group tell me about that yeah so uh it's called the downtown chamber music project mm -hmm. um and they arrange contemporary songwriters music for like a classical setting um, and then they do it in really cool local venues in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna, they're going to do some arrangements of um, my music, and we're going to do a couple shows out there. That's cool. It seems like that's kind of a, its own unique world is the, the crossover between folk artists who have um, – I've been seeing a lot yeah. of that, you know, with, uh, like, Gregory Allen Isaacoff totally. did a thing like yeah, that. Yeah, he's it, a big, like, influence on like, Let's mine. get a whole symphony behind us and yeah. play these songs. It's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the most – wild awesome feeling of power i played with the louisville or orchestra last year uh -huh. um and there is really no feeling in the world like hearing a full orchestra play music that you wrote like alone in your apartment yeah. like it's just Dang. this scale and this warmth that you've never like experienced it was amazing yeah i can't really even imagine yeah. that like when i arrange things for like one viola and then you have an entire string section it's like it's like eating a whole chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> so where does it, do you write songs on your harp or on your guitar or just? A little of both actually. Uh -huh. um, I only picked up the guitar a few years ago, so that's newer to me, but I write on both. And you kind of get different, different types of songs and different types of phrasings mm -hmm. uh, kind of make their way into each instrument. So it's kind of fun to have the option of both. Do you have a lot of harps, or is it just like a couple? Or I've got two. You got two. A big one and a little one. Is one like for the road and one for at home? Exactly. Yeah. The the big concert harp doesn't really travel. It's too fragile, maybe. Yeah, she's kind of a big. diva. She's precious. She, yeah. She stays home. That's the thing with musicians is like, um, you know, sometimes you have to leave your good stuff at home because yeah. the way you travel, things get thrown around. You have to have your road gear. Completely. And like, I mean, there's really no version of like a rough and ready, like, harp mm -hmm. so like yeah. even my travel harp I like am very protective over and like anytime we get on a plane like my heart is beating so fast like what are they going to do to it yeah um but it yeah you definitely can't take a concert harp Does it on commercial airline yeah no that wouldn't be good wouldn't yeah. have to get into an argument with TSA or whatever so sad it would be so sad and 
I feel like it would be too heavy. Like, can planes get weighed down? I don't know. That's a question I'm I've not had a scientist. Too. If these like, rules about you know 35 pounds for your luggage is just made up because they're just like that's enough, or if like it they really don't want anyone to have to carry it, affects the plane and its ability to fly. I don't know. Maybe if you could strap down a concert harp like right in the middle, like it could just like evenly weigh the plane down. They should just pay you to play on the plane. Oh, I would happily, and then everyone for, would nap. Yeah. No one would be unruly. Very relaxing flight. Babies would be chilling out. I would enjoy that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm seeking airline sponsorship. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> does, does your harp have a name? Um, my travel harp is named Oscar, and my concert harp is named Ariel. Tell me about those names. Um, I got to know. I don't actually remember who Oscar was named for. He's a little grumpy, so maybe Oscar the Grouch, but okay. I feel like there might have been a bigger story there. But it's been years. Um, and Ariel is named after the Sylvia Plath poem. Okay. Because I'm dramatic. <laughs> What's the story of that poem? Um, it's like about her horse. It's, it's kind of mystical and great. And I kind of just became obsessed with her when I was uh, in high school. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to read that one. Yeah, she's awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think just keep ears peeled for our new album. It's been like so much fun playing in the studio today. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure to have you here, Lizzie. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.